1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Scott Gerard, Patrick Kinahan, Hans Olsen, Jake Scott. Um, look, we would love nothing more than to be on the radio with you right now. We apologize for only being able to deliver this to you via podcast. There, Obviously, it's a new world we're dealing with right now. It's uh, something that we're all trying to ac- get accustomed to and trying to make our new reality and, and trying to adjust to. The situation as is, we're not on the air because the Utah Jazz with the players that have uh, acquired the coronavirus, uh, the Jazz and their senior management and the uh, Miller family have decided to essentially go through and clean every part of the of the buildings, whether it be the Zions Bank basketball campus, whether it be Vivint Smart Home Arena. Their number one priority is the employees. We are employees, and our studios are in Vivint Smart Home Arena, and they, too, are being completely um, sanitized so that uh, employees can go back to work. So with that, the buildings are on lockdown. We don't have access to our studios, which we totally understand and respect uh, those decisions. We'd love to be on the air with you right now. We'd love to be providing some kind of a uh, an opportunity for you and all of us to have a little bit of a respite from some of the uh, concerns and the scares out there in the world right now. But we can deliver it to you in podcast form, and that's what we're going to do right now. But, PK, I'll start with you. Uh, look, you've been covering sports for a long, long time. This is uncharted territory. We've never seen anything like this, and, and we're all just trying to adapt and figure out this new world we're living in. Yeah, we really are, guys. This is a very difficult time, and, you know, it really makes you realize how much you miss it. I don't know that anything is compared to this. And I was down in Los Angeles when the when the riots hit, and that was really bizarre. That was eerie. I was working in newspapers at the time. And to see the city, now that was just a local situation. You know, Los Angeles is a big-time city, obviously. And to see everything shut down was just so weird. And to see your city... And I, my wife taught right in where the heart of the riots broke out, and then we didn't live too far. But to see it almost literally go up in flames was really bizarre. Then you had 9-11 where, you know, no planes were in the sky, and that was bizarre. Now you have this thing here, and this is just absolutely crazy. I mean, you have to worry about the safety of everybody, and that comes into consideration first, obviously. And all these things, I saw that the Masters is now going to be postponed. Yep. It's heartbreaking for those involved, but health and safety comes first. And I have to say, these last few days, if this is what retirement is about, sign me up for a lifetime contract to doing radio. <laughs> it's just it's it's a weird world. I mean, usually you deal with that one day after the uh, after the Major League Baseball All Star Game. That's the one day of the year. It seems like there's nothing going on. And uh, now that's probably. Look, we're, you know, Adam Silver announced yesterday the NBA is taking a hiatus at least for 30 days. Could be more. Uh, obviously, the NCAA tournament has been canceled. Uh, the Masters, as you mentioned, has been postponed. Even the Boston Marathon has been pushed back all the way to September. Like, all these events that we've just come accustomed to and you set your clock to every year uh, have been moved and adjusted or canceled in hands. Uh, my heart goes out, and I get it. Like, I, I understand the NCAA tournament being canceled. That's the right move to make at this point. We need to protect and have our social distance. But I can't imagine, and I tweeted this out yesterday, if you're Yoli Childs or Sam Merrill or Jake Toulson or Diogo Brito, you know, these guys that have fought hard and earned a spot in the NCAA tournament, and then to be told yesterday that, sorry, you're not going to play. I mean, as an athlete and as a former athlete, I can't imagine how difficult that is. 
Yeah, I think it'd be really difficult. But the other thing is you've got to understand what the times demand and, yep. and understand why these measures were taken and why these precautions have been put in place. And PK referenced 9-11, and that was my rookie year with the Indianapolis Colts. And I remember we, uh, a man and I watched the coverage in our hotel room. You know, I was just, it was just my first season, still new, didn't even move into an apartment yet, was in a hotel, and we're watching the coverage. And I thought to myself, boy, do I go in? And then you're like, well, no, I got a kind of business as usual. So, you know, we went into the facility and I, I had early morning workout and I had two or three teammates that were from New York, from that area. And they were in the weight room and, you know, guys have tears in their eyes. Guys have a lot of confusion and, you know, you're looking around for guidance and advice and, and, you know, they came to the conclusion to send us home and give us a day. I think we actually had two days. And then I think the weekend of games off, if I remember right. And, you know, you, you kind of go through the emotions of, well, I need to be out there. I need to be practicing. I need to be playing. This is my time and my money. And this is really important to me. But then you got to stop and think, well, what does this mean to our country? How is this in fa- how is this affecting our financial stability as a country? How is this affecting our families? How is this affecting our you know, just the people of our country? And you really have to take a step back from your ego and from you and from everything being about you. And Scotty, it's really tough because as a Division One athlete, everything's about you. You feel like the world revolves around you. You feel like you're the most important thing. Everybody watches you. Everybody needed your NCAA tournament. Everybody wanted to come see you play. Even if you're the lowest guy on the totem pole, you're still thinking, man, this is about me. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time, but they'll get outside of themselves and realize this isn't about them. This isn't about just you. There are a lot of people affected. But there is a much larger effect that we are trying to detour by the precautions we took. So they just need to look outside themselves. Yeah, yep. You know, when you look at this whole thing, and uh, Jake Scott joins us as well from the uh, big show. Jake, overall, with these events being canceled and things being moved and everything kind of in limbo right now, uh, it's difficult to really wrap our brain around this new reality that we're living in right now. But at the end of the day, it's all about being safe, and it's about protecting our society because uh, if precautions aren't taken, this thing could get away from us pretty quickly. And I thought I loved the uh, press conference yesterday with the governor and the lieutenant governor and Steve Starks, the uh, CEO of the Larry H. Miller Companies, where, look, we're, we're going to get out ahead of this. We're going to do everything we can. But also at the end of the day, this thing might get a little bit worse before it gets better, and we've got to make sure we take every precaution necessary to, to, to save as many lives as we can. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. In that new reality uh, that you talk about, and I was thinking about this uh, a lot yesterday, how crazy is it that the eyes of the world right now, the eyes of the world are on the Utah Jazz in the state of Utah with this, uh, with this thing, which is, which is just wild. And, and I mean that in a, in a really good way because it kick-started a lot of these efforts that you're, that you're talking about. It brought a lot of awareness. And, and I speak personally here, you know, it, it hits close to home. 
and and it altered you know it altered my perspective and my reality a little bit too and I think it did that for certainly the entire sports world and uh, I saw a tweet out there today and I can't remember who it was from but you know how many of these leagues or or how many games are still playing today if it were not for the Utah Jazz um, and, and what happened uh, in in Oklahoma City and and you know Hans talked about it PK talked about it. I mean that's just just upping the risk, and, and I still am, am firmly planted in the do not panic mode because I don't think that that is that is healthy uh, for society. But I, I do think that good leadership helps that. And, and I, you know, watching that press conference yesterday, I, I think um, I was I was reassured. Um, and of course, the press conference with Steve Starks and, and uh, Lieutenant Governor Cox and, and the, the doctors. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, folks, uh, I, I think we're in capable hands. I was really encouraged by that press conference uh, yesterday with how we're going to handle it uh, as a community here in Utah. And, and whether they like it or not, the Utah Jazz, a basketball team, are right at the center of that, not only for our community, but seemingly, uh, you know, the entire country, certainly, if not the entire world. Yeah, I do want to take you back, though. You were on the pre-half and post-game shows and how bizarre was that situation in Oklahoma City? Just as a broadcaster, I mean, kind of let people behind the curtain a little bit on what you uh, what that broadcast was like because that's th- there's moments in you know in all of our broadcasting careers where we deal with things that are unexpected and weird that you'll end up telling your grandkids about uh, either for good or for bad, and that's a story you're going to be telling for quite a while. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no doubt about it. It was really funny, um, as you say, just pulling back the curtain. So our, our pregame show gets done um, about, well, not about, exactly 14 minutes before uh, the top of the hour. So essentially, depending on, uh, you know, what time the tip-off comes, you know, it's 15 to 20 minutes before uh, before tip-off. So with road games, you know, the, the arena is closed. There's no place to get a bite to eat. So I like to hustle out and grab a burger and hustle back. And uh, as I'm as I'm hustling back, I'm I'm talking to uh, to my wife on the phone, and I get a call uh, on the other line from Lloyd, who says, uh, "How close are you? Because uh, the players are leaving the floor." And I had to I had to ask him to say, "Excuse me, Lloyd, what what was that?" Anyway, I was only a couple of minutes away, so uh, so I got there and was able to help David. Who shout out to uh, to David Locke. Who who did an incredible job with a, with a circumstance that that none of us uh, have ever been through, and Locke handled it like a, like an absolute champ. But anyway, he, uh, we were able to help him with the broadcast because he had, at one point you know needed to throw back to us because he had to go downstairs. And yeah. I haven't talked to David since, but you know I can only imagine what he's going through. And then we we continued the broadcast. And David was able to actually come back on with us and give us an update. And so we were able to, you know, basically, since it was postponed, we were able to wrap it up after that. But, um, you know, keeping the broadcast going when you don't know anything, you don't want to speculate because, you know, this is, this is real. This is real life stuff. And, and so it, you, you hit it on the head, Scotty. It certainly was a broadcast I'll never forget. PK, we use sports as an ability to get through things as a diversion. Now we don't have sports, uh, but it also gives us an opportunity to focus on some important things. How do you anticipate these next couple of months are going to go? You know, I've always had the perspective of growing up loving sports, but never really getting myself wrapped up in any individual teams. 
and all that. I just enjoyed, uh, especially at the professional level, at the college level might be a little different, but at the professional level, I just enjoyed watching whatever best it was during the season that it was, whether it be football, basketball, etc. So, you know, certainly it's going to be a miss, something that we'll miss for sure. Uh, I, I've always had a little bit of a, as we all do, I think, soft spot for people who, you know, I call it obviously they're elder, elderly or maybe the shut-ins because in my experience over the years, those people are the ones that really miss out because in a lot of cases, that's the highlight of their day. Yeah. Getting an opportunity to sit in front of the television and watch uh, whatever it might be. And, um, you know, we had uh, my wife's stepfather most recently uh, over the summer. He passed away at 92. In the last few years, he was in a, a facility. He had his mind. His mind was always sharp right till the end, until his body gave out. And you know, he couldn't move very well. And we would visit him when we'd go down to Arizona and he could carry on a conversation. You talk to him on the phone, you would have thought that he was much younger. But because he had, he lacked mobility, you know, the television and the sports were something that he looked forward to, whether in Phoenix, the Diamondbacks in the summer, and, the, you know, the Suns and the Cardinals and all that stuff. And to not have that, they're, they're the ones that I think are going to be affected the most because they're limited in their options. I think the rest of us can get along knowing that hopefully, obviously, that it's a temporary situation. And when you look at it from a perspective, well, is, is it a month? Is it six weeks? You know, when will we be back to normal? We'll all get through it. And hopefully the, the situation with the virus calms down. I don't know what's going to happen there. I just listen and pay attention to what the experts say. I listen to Governor Herbert and Steve Starks and those guys who were on the, giving the address yesterday. I had it on the radio the whole time and do whatever they tell you to do. I mean, I'm going to just comply with what the experts say, and then, you know, we go about our daily life. It, it, it really makes you appreciate that uh, I haven't lived in any other country, but us as Americans, what we have in our day-to-day lives and how fortunate we are to be able to do the things that we do. And so we'll plow through this, and then hopefully in short order, I don't know what that order is, we get past it, and then we can resume what we do day-to-day. Hans, you and I were talking about this yesterday, and I thought you brought up a really good point where you said, you know, at some point you have to get past what, you know, it's not about you, it's about all of us. It's not about our individual, you know, wants or, you know, our our demands or, you know, entertain me and all that other stuff. We have to go big picture here, and I thought you, uh, you, you made some really good points when we chatted about this yesterday. Yeah, you really do. And to PK's point, you know, where we're without this right now, um, it really resets perspective. And I, I'm already, just over the last couple of days, so much more appreciative for everything around me. And it is it is resetting my perspective on the job that we all get to do. You know, I it it, it almost gets me emotional where you know I'm on a, I'm, I'm sitting here on this podcast with Jake and PK and you and thinking about how much I love this job and how much I love talking about sports and how much sports means to me and my ability to do a job inside of uh, analyzing the game and, and, and it's reset, it's reset my love and my appreciation and my perspective for my job as well as resetting the perspective I have for people around me. I'm, I'm sitting outside of 
my kids' school right now. I'm, I'm waiting. Two of them had classes that they had to finish up today. And I'm watching these, you know, great teachers come in and out of this building. And to think that you know, these teachers are willing to do whatever they're asked to do or not do what they're asked to do. If certain um, school districts are shut down, then those teachers, you know, are probably taking the time to make sure that their students are okay, probably concerned about the students that don't really have a great home life, that really use school as a way to get away and find constructive time. And it's just, it's reset my perspective. Like I'm, I'm sitting here and I watched, these two teachers walk out with boxes of um, St. Patrick's Day stuff, like, you know, green top hats and, and stuff. And, and just to kind of see that their day is going on and my kid's day is going on. And, and, you know, these teachers and principals are out here doing what they can. Same with, I, we had to grab a couple of things at the grocery store yesterday. And, and to see the people that are, are in the checkout and, and working the checkout and the restockers and, you know, the, even the greeters and the people that are helping you find what you need. Everybody's out there putting their time and their effort into trying to make this as, as seamless as it can be. And I'm so appreciative because my perspective changed for every person that works in public that puts time and effort into our kids that helps us in our daily lives get through things that we need, you know, we, we need a couple of things of food and, and we need some things to sustain life and, and to be able to more appreciate the people that bring that to us. It, this has really helped me with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm with Jake and PK and you, I, I hope, I hope that we get back to normal life and I hope that things continue on as they were and we can all do our job, but It'll never quite be the same. I, I truly appreciate all the people out there that are helping us. We'll say this. Take a look at uh, your neighbors. Take a look at people around you. If you've got uh, senior citizens that are living around you, maybe make a grocery run for them. Uh, the, the big thing you can do right now, and obviously it was stated well yesterday in the press conference, social distancing, protect those that are elderly, that already have had compromised immune systems, Talk to your neighbors. Be willing to do whatever you can to help out. Again, just to reset things, we're not on the radio today because essentially we've got uh, our, our building on lockdown. Our studios are on lockdown, and for good reason. We want to make sure that uh, those areas are cleaned and protected. Our senior management has done a great job in saying if it means we're off the air for a couple days, that's fine. We just want to make sure that our employees are protected, are looked after. The uh, Larry H. Miller uh, group has done such a great job, and we appreciate that a lot. Know this, though. We're dying to get back on the radio. Uh, we hope that that will happen here in the uh, near future, and we anticipate uh, that we'll be back uh, on the radio here very, very soon. But until then, big thanks to everyone who helped out today. Hans, PK, Jake, thank you so much. Excited to reach out to our listeners and let them know what's going on. And, by the way, thank you as well to the listeners for your patience. Uh, we'll get back on the radio here in the near future and continue to Work our way through this new reality we're dealing with and this new world we're in. This is uh, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.